Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Experience. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience. Today on the show, we are talking about coaching changes in the NFL, plus a Cuss Corner mini, and maybe or maybe not, depending on how the schedule goes, because I'm shooting it at an alternate date. Uh, Brad Evans will be joining me a little bit later on in this show. If you hit the time codes to check out the coaching changes and maybe some college basketball, who knows? Maybe he won't even be on the show, but at least for right now, I'm playing that he will be on this show if you want to get to a draw for 20 dk dollars smash like button for the episode leave your DraftKings handle in the comment section and tell me who you think the best coaching hire is so far or who you think the best possible candidate for the cleveland browns would be because as we record that they have not hired a coach if you want to get to a draw for 100 DraftKings dollars easy subscribe to the pat mayo experience audio podcast we have a five-star review DraftKings handle something you like about the show boom you are in that draw jeff feinberg is here. We don't even really need to talk about the coaches. There's a cuss story that we can just fly through that and we can get to the cuss story. I, I like the story. Do you, do you know about the cuss story? I know the the outer rings. I don't know the inner rings of the story. And it was teed up to me totally different than what it was. Okay. So the third member of the team, the coin, is not here today because there's nothing to pick at the moment. Paul is behind the camera, which means the fifth member of the team upgraded the fourth and a half member of the team, it is Tim and August. Tim and August. That is not my name. Heard it was. I heard it wasn't. No, I heard it was. People believe me, not you, because you're a liar. No. You're a yeah, you're honestly a, you're a cuck to the truth. Tim framed his issue with me so different than what it actually was. Okay, good. I'll let you lead the story when we get to that time then of what you thought it was, then we'll get Tim to tell the story. That will make more sense. Let's talk about some of the coaches. Carolina hired a head coach. They hired yeah, Matt, I, they hired Matt O'Doyle rules. Yeah, I think it's a bad hire, I have to say. <laughs> All right, explain why. I mean, listen, this guy was unimpressed. I mean, yes, he was able to take two college. Hey, I can't do this because Jeff is laughing. He took two middle-of-the-road college programs from poor, uh, from poor records to good records. But listen, this is the pros. He had an opportunity in the past to coach in the NFL and passed on better opportunities because he couldn't bring some offensive coordinator you never heard of along with him. And so he chooses to take, I mean, an okay job. I think the Panthers could have done better. I mean, if Newton comes back and is healthy, I mean, they and McCaffrey together, are, you know, there's a really good offense. There's a semblance of a darn good team there. And they w- were good this year until like the back fell, a back end fell out of the team in the second half. But just, I don't know, rule is just, the college coach who's I find to be profoundly unimpressive. I don't think he's a, he's a really good leader of men. And uh, I, I, I'm glad I don't have to deal with him. He's in the NFC. So who cares? He's just something. It was a bad hire. I never liked him. I mean, we do have, I don't want to go back and find the clip of Tim saying how excited he was for Matt rule when he was going to coach the jets, but, and then told him, and then be like, Ugh, Sam Darnold. That guy, that, he, he looked at the roster. He's like, you have that quarterback who's going to weigh 700 pounds in two years? I pass on that one. This no, is going to be your – This is he going to be your, like, Baker Mayfield of coaches? Like, when Carolina plays, you're going to just – oh, what a – like, do you know what I mean? You're going to sort of pick at the scab that is is rule and, and New York? I, I'm bothered by it, yes. The idea that you'd pass up the, a far better opportunity in – 
in the, in New York and in the AFC for a much harder job and a far more up in the air job in Carolina. Oh please! By all, by all accounts, this, this, by all this accounts, was this the was best the job. job. Yeah. This is the job. The new owner who is new money, a hedge fund guy, loves the new forward thinking, advanced analytics approach, ultra aggressive. Uh, you can see by the amount of years he gave a coach. This was the job. By all accounts, people on the in- inside um, seem to think this was the job, and and the numbers indicate it. And I think you are downplaying his success um, tremendously. This guy took over Baylor at a scandal, like a horrible, ugly situation from the bottom of the barrel and brought that team back. Now, here's there is a precedent for something like I this. I know, it's Bill it's O'Brien. Bill O'Brien. He's so. so much more real than Bill O'Brien. And in their two biggest games this year, Baylor, they absolutely laid an egg against Georgia in the Sugar Bowl. And they allowed Oklahoma to overpower them in the Big 12 championship game. I'm sorry if I am not going to stand here and pretend like Matt Rule is, is uh, you know, Bill Walsh reincarnate. I don't believe that. I think he is far more Steve Spurrier than he is Jimmy Johnson when it comes to college coach success. So you, I've just listened. You can have your opinion, but your opinion is so dipped in a bias that is. No, it's not just spite. It sounds like a lot of spite. How many Baylor games did you watch that wasn't the Sugar Bowl? I watched the Oklahoma none. games. Oklahoma none. Games. The, the answer is none. No, I watched the Big 12 championship game, and I watched their other game with Oklahoma because those are two good games. You know what? I never wanted them, and he didn't want to be a Jet, so to hell with them. I don't want them either anymore either. I hope they. I, I, I don't want to hope against many of the players on the Panthers because I think there are some darn good players there, but I can certainly don't hope for rule success, and I suspect Carolina will be closer to picking first overall next year than making the playoffs. I suspect Carolina could trade up to to the, for a Tua pick ahead of Miami – uh, maybe into Detroit or Washington to, uh, giant spot it's because be, he's got the timeline. Well, it's going to be very tricky. Like I, I would like to know what he thinks of Cam Newton or what the yeah. medical staff thinks of Cam, Cam Newton, Newton on like, a $20 million of value contract. Like if Cam Newton is healthy, Cam Newton should be your quarterback. I would agree as a fan of a team who needs a long-term solution, a quarterback. I'd love for my guys to, to be interested in that medical swap out Brady for Cam. Oh, I would not like that. That would be trouble for me. <laughs> I don't like either uh, of that, that team or that quarterback, so that would be that would be my worst uh, case. Thumb, thumb, two thumbs up to Carolina. I'm not oh, going to sit yeah. here like Tim and pretend I'm some sort of college football aficionado. I'm not. I'm not an expert. I watch Notre Dame games and the big games, and that's it. So I, I have no idea if he's good or not. His track record would at least seem to say that he can take a bad situation and turn it into a much better situation. And now when you're playing at an NFL level and all things being equal, you have the same draft picks, you have the same salary cap, all the good players don't go to your team. Like if the case, if you play for coach Baylor mm-hmm. and they're going to go to the better teams, then you have to play those better teams. So I, the problem is Carolina's a lot away. I think offensively, they're pretty good. They need to rebuild their offensive line. Their defense is bad. bad. Can't tackle. And yeah. bringing in like mm-hmm. an offensive-minded coach, I feel like it's going to be tough. So the DC, like he's apparently they're going to hire Sean Ryan uh, as the new offensive coordinator, the Lions' quarterback coach. I'm curious to know who they bring in as their defensive coordinator, and it could be Wade Phillips, who was just fired. Oh, that would be good. How old is Wade Phillips? Ninety-four. I have no Maybe idea. Seventy-two. Maybe seventy-two. Yeah, I think I think seventy. 70. Pro- do you bring in like the old man because it worked one year with Sean McVay? having like that veteran presence, a former head coach, someone to run the other side of the ball who has that like old school football mentality, like that presence in the room at least, and then defer to the guy who might have the more forward thinking ideas. But I think you kind of hit it that we see this a lot. It really worked in the NBA once the new NBA owners came in that you saw just an organizational shift in how these teams thought about winning basketball games, making their teams a business. And now probably more than half the NBA are these tech owners. And now they're all kind of doing the same thing. But when you got to the outset, like there was a huge advantage to having an owner that thought about things just slightly differently and made sure those were implemented all throughout the organizational structure outside of the new Panthers owner. There aren't many in the NFL. That's it. It's a lot of old. Yeah. It's it's like Shad Khan. And he could be like 90 for all I know. Yeah, and listen, he's letting his kid invest in some fun wrestling companies, so there's some things going on there. But, yeah, it's all old money. And even the guys that have bought teams, I would say, of the more recent owners, it's still old money, like a Pagula. I mean, this guy fucking hired, like, McDermott, 
Seems like a great coach, runs a, has a team-oriented thing, but they are going backwards in terms of philosophy and aggression and things that you know, like that seem to be stagnant. Now, they need more playmakers in Buffalo, so I don't want to like hold it I, all. I, I actually don't know if they do need more players. Yes, you do. I, I you actually five. don't. Like, okay, let's, say, let's say you just... Look at all these teams that we're talking about playing No, I, week, I get that. Last but week. Josh, if Josh Allen's what you're doing, and Josh Allen is the talent that you have under center, like... Let's say Antonio Brown is available. Let's say Antonio Brown is not crazy ass. Antonio Brown is trying to fight Logan Paul. He's Antonio Brown from two years ago, the best receiver in the league. Now, would he help the Bills if he was on it? Absolutely. But I feel like he comes down to the Bills level than elevating everyone else around him. Like John Brown should have had like 2,000 yards this season. He was open. Josh Allen just couldn't hit him. That's the problem. So I don't see how getting like a stud receiver really improves their offense. Maybe they does and I'm wrong, but like Cole Beasley was a really good signing for him because he does exactly what Josh Allen needs. He gets open for three yards off the line of scrimmage within five yards and Allen can make that throw. Yep. I'm just trying to think who's gotten it. There haven't been many transactions team wise. You mentioned Khan and, and Pagula. Oh, Pagula could have been Trump. Oh yeah. Could have been Bon Jovi or Trump. They went Has, with Pagula. Yeah. Has a, it's been a while since, I mean, really since uh, an NFL team outside of the Panthers and the bills have been sold. I mean, the, I, the Broncos are in the process of something and uh, that, that will be the next one probably to come to market, but there's some nasty litigation. Yeah. Will, will the saints end up being sold? Like well, I mean, that's the Rams, a, Kron- Kronke is, I mean, he's just incredibly wealthy. I don't know what year he bought the Rams. I want to say 2012, 2013. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess you gotta give him a bit of credit. He, he hired, uh, he went from Jeff Fisher to Sean McVay. Yeah, McVay engineered but, a move to Los Angeles. But there is one thing about, you know, hiring. We've seen over the years, a slew of young head coaches being hired. There's more now than ever. But it's one thing to say, hey, you're the head coach. Put in your system. Like, like even with Kingsbury in Arizona, it's like, you have this system. We want you to implement this system. We're going to play this style of pace. But if the rest of your organization doesn't catch up to it, it's like, let's say this year. Lane Kiffin and Al Davis. There we go. Or let's just say in this offseason, the Chargers is a hypothetical situation. It can't happen because people are <laughs> under contract. So Anthony Lynn gets traded straight up for Cliff Kingsbury, which I'm sure you would take. But Kingsbury then comes in and implements his offensive system with the Chargers. The Chargers also don't have an analytics person in the building. Like it's one, everything in the organization needs to be on the same page. It's almost just like the people, the special teams coach needs to be up to par with the defensive coordinator and the offensive coordinator and the head coach and how the team is going to be built and coached. There needs to be a similar philosophy all throughout the team. But if your organization is completely different and inept, that's not going to help your team whatsoever. It's going to be a huge hindrance. And if they can actually keep firing coaches year after year, after year, after year, this is true. And like, when we see with NBA teams, there are far fewer players. There are fewer people to hire. But even some of like the organizational shifts in baseball that we've seen, really, like when Henry bought the Red Sox, they basically turned everything over. Like it seems like they're meddling a little bit now. But for ten years, it was like, hey, we're going to hire the right GM, the right coach, and the right people behind the scenes to get all of this done. And everyone was on the same page, and it worked. Like just having organizational, not only stability, but having all different levels of your organization is huge. And I don't know if that's going to happen with Carolina just because they have a new owner who we think is forward thinking, but it seems more likely than not if it was some other like old fuddy duddy like Tim owning the team. Yeah. So I think it's a good hire. Yeah. I agree. The Giants hired Judge Joe Brown because apparently Judge Mills Lane was unavailable <laughs> or dead. I'm not sure. Let's get it on. <laughs> I didn't know this guy's name before they hired him. They hired Judge. Joe Judge, the Patriots special <laughs> teams coordinator. Receivers coach. Oh, there's the receiver. Special teams coordinator, receivers coach, who is apparently the next head coach in waiting at Mississippi State. The Giants felt they had to beat Mississippi State. How did they not Here. hire Jason Garrett for the humor of all of us? I wish. I still think there's a decent chance he'll be their OC. I can see Garrett being like a decent OC. I have no idea if Garrett is a good coach or not. He was scumbagged five years ago, and he was just a patsy for the last five years. Like, he could be. We see this a lot. Like, guys who just are absolute disasters as head coaches, they go back to being a coordinator, and they're fine. It's a weird hire. Gettleman, like, owns this guy. He hired, like, uh, 
I don't know. I I don't like it. I just don't. I don't know it. about the guy, but I just don't like it. I'm not saying well, I needed a I flash feel, I or I needed a retread, but not for me. Gettleman hired his own Patsy, someone who won't stand up to him. Do we know that though? You just hire a 38 year old. You just made this guy a head coach in the NFL. He's going. He owes you. That's how the thing works. Oh man, imagine thinking that way. That's how it works. I think. I mean, you could be perfectly right. I couldn't imagine anyone hiring me and then me being like, well, I owe you for I'm life. indebted to this guy, and I'm not no, going to, like, I'm not going to cause trouble. Clean. I'm not going to go beg the upstairs to hire three, to buy three more computers because they just bought four in New York. But there is something to be said about loyalty and, and devotion. There is absolutely loyalty. zero loyalty in the NFL. And if you, uh, and, and if, if you play by those rules, you're going to be the first person out on the street. I, I don't see. I don't think that's that's necessarily true. I think loyalty can get you quite a ways in in the, in the Josh McDaniels NFL. shown some loyalty. He's not a, still not a head coach. He had the opportunity and walked away. I think loyalty, especially in the NFL, is vastly overrated. Like, just even look at well, uh, what did Bruce Arians do this year? He just, picked, just resigned all the guys that were coaching with him in Arizona when they weren't good. Those guys didn't make him a star. Well, who's if, gonna? If, well, if, if GM makes you a head coach out of nowhere. The idea that you owe him no loyalty when he's your boss and he chose you. No, you, you are his employee, so you need to work under the chain of but that's command. But that's what happens. I mean, just as an example, and we'll get there, Ron Rivera's first move, he hired Scott Turner from his staff in Carolina. His was essentially the offensive assistant coordinator. Now he's his offensive coordinator. That's how it works. This Is Mike McCarthy, like, behind-the-scenes look at how he spent his last couple of years? Eaton? No, he's like every week him and like Jim Hazlitt are watching game film, unemployed, staying fresh. When you know the the Dallas job is coming up, you got to stay ready. So I don't really have much to say on this. Uh, yeah, is it a good situation yeah. or a bad situation with the Giants? I think it's a bad situation. The defense is horrendous, but there's some exciting the went pieces. And the offense is bereft of so much skill that I don't know. I I, I it's it, when you're Joe Judge, you don't say no to an NFL head coaching job, but feel like three years from now, somebody will have replaced him. Was the Giants job a better job than the Washington job? No, I don't think so. I think you have a lot more anonymity in Washington. I think the expectations are lower, and I think that there are some opportunities to completely rebuild a team in the image that you want. I agree. Uh, and that Ron Rivera will have that offer. He's got like the Gruden length of in terms of you have like the, the scope of this team now to build it in your image. And I think uh, if you're Ron Rivera and you're that, that's the type of job you want. I think that is a better job than the giants. We are under somebody's thumb. And uh, unless you are real good, real quick, you're gone. So we talked about Ron Rivera at the time when he was fired and sign of the case was, I mean, Carolina gave up the season essentially after they let him go. But I think it, what the new ownership wanted to do is be like, Hey, we're not re-signing you. We're going to let you go now. Give you the most out. options possible. I think that worked out for both. They of them. did in the end. It well, did the right it, thing for Well, them. it like burned the locker room for a month or it seemed like they let a good man go in the end. It is pretty clear with 2020 hindsight. Um, they did something that worked out in the best interest of Ron himself for him and his family. And it was very clear that he was going to be the front runner for whatever job that he wanted. Should he have been? Yeah, he's a good coach. I don't know. And a respected coach. And he's had some success. So, But I'd rather him than Jason Garrett. What about him or Judge Mills Lane? <laughs> I, I think Rivera will be fine. And I think he's okay. got a... I guess I would say... Do you think that Ju Joe Judge is going to rename the Giants offense the hot bench? <laughs> I do back I, – I support any effort to try to find a Bilicek or a Harbaugh. You're not going to, though. Like, those guys are – what? We had when, – when was Harbaugh – I'm just saying – I, like I, I would rather my team be trying to do that than hire one of uh, Sean McVay's sexy friends. Sure. Okay. I, I can get behind that. Although well, I – Look at the four most successful coaches recently in football. Andy Reid. He's a rehire. Uh, you look at uh, Pete Carroll, a, a rehire. He wasn't very successful in the NFL. Belichick, who was a rehire. And then you have uh, Harbaugh, who learned for an extended period of time and was at a special teams coordinator and got to be a head coach 
uh, and was great. So yeah, these young, crazy guys out of college with no NFL experience almost never pan out the way you'd want them to. I would, I would throw Sean Payton into that mix as successful sure, coach sure. as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say, okay, sure, Sean Payton as well. And he was what? the What was he in Dallas? He was the, he was the OC. He was yeah, the OC. They under Parcells. Yeah, he was the OC. And so that's the sort of guy you want. You know, a guy who's seasoned in the NFL, I think a little bit, either as a head coach or as a coordinator. I don't think you want some guy coming out of the college. Like Carroll had spent years in the NFL before he went to USC. Like and, he, and, he, and he coached a pro team. Do you know what Ron got, Rivera's yeah. first order of business was? To give the people's elbow to Dan Snyder? To make sure that Bruce Allen was gone? No, but that was important that it happened. Uh, he got rid of the ping pong tables. Good. It's business. It's not there for fun. It's that doesn't sound business. very riverboaty. Did he institute a casino in the locker room? <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, I, I, I think it's a good fit for Washington. For, especially for it. a team that I don't think is that. I don't want to say that they're that far off. They are quite a bit off. But like two or three good draft picks or a good signing somewhere. Maybe mm-hmm. Alex Smith comes back next year. Who knows? But there are pieces well, on that they, team. They that are, are by all accounts, if they like their quarterback... I don't think that they do. If they do, they are in the sweet spot of the draft either to make a great trade for themselves or to take what many people say is the best player in the draft. And if not for this obsession and need for quarterbacks, uh, the end from Ohio State would go first overall, like nine out of ten years. Well, it does seem, and especially with Rivera being a defensive guy, that I think that Young would go there. But I think you could sign a quarterback if you really didn't like Haskins all that yeah, much. Or you, you even already said Alex Smith. So. Yeah, Alex Smith could be back. Yeah. And you know, he's sure. under contract, so why not? I don't know how good he's going to be. He's had like 17 surgeries. Yeah. yeah. How, how do they rough. fuck that up so badly? They're not I, good. Uh, I, 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 think, I think this is what I read today, is that they hired a new like medical team to come in. Good for them. Because after well, yeah. the whole thing, yeah, it got embarrassing. Chargers-like embarrassment. Yeah, it wasn't just Alex Smith either. It was awful. Dallas hires Mike McCarthy. Uh, it appears like the Saints linebacker coach and former former head coach, Mike Nolan, is going to join the Cowboys, and they might keep on Kellen Moore as offensive coordinator. That's not for sure, but those are kind of the reports right now. Uh, that's what Ian Rappaport said. What, what was the website that graded the signing as LOL? I think that's a bit, I don't know. I think it's a bit harsh. I didn't love the signing, but I also believe in second chances. And I have been reading that McCarthy has learned some from his mistakes that he's more uh, analytically minded. And so great. You know, I think that's fine. And give him the opportunity. I said, I believe in. there's a documentary out there that I, I almost, I don't even know what's called a documentary, but the NFL network like spent time with him this year as he legitimately made an effort to like stay on top of everything. And in his off time, he learned how to use Excel. He literally w- coached nobody, but every week he was watching game film and doing things as if he was, like, coaching. It almost made me cry. Paul? All right, so earlier when uh, Tim was talking about Rule, I tried to look up his tweets to see if he'd said anything neg- or positive, negative. He didn't say very much. He probably deleted a whole bunch of them. But I did find, he said to some, a fan of the show, Anybody but, but, but McCarthy real did a credi- credible job. So he was very anti uh, Todd oh, well, McCarthy. Yeah, or not Todd No, I, I get the stink on McCarthy. Also, I was. Paul, how did you find that tweet? He has access to I have, I have a I have a database of everything. I'll share it with you sometime. Don't, sometime. don't share it with him. I'll share it with him through the, uh, the iCloud. Yes, we'll, we'll get there. Um, I, like everybody, came down really hard on the hiring. I don't hate it. But. Again, like a couple of you, I've kind of softened to it. And someone made a great analogy. The comments people are really making about this hire are almost identical to how, at least I think I even remember how I felt when Andy Reid first walked into Kansas City. Probably. Like, what do you hire this guy? I, I, do, like, I, I, do, think you, that, I do think that Andy Reid did a better job in Philadelphia than Mike McCarthy did in Green Bay. Yes, because players didn't, at the end in Philadelphia, say this guy called the same play. His quarterback, Donovan McNabb, didn't come out and say, this guy didn't scheme anything. He didn't, uh, you know, he didn't work to scheme the right guys open. It was all just hero ball. Um, some really damning things came out of the locker room. Well, that's what happens when people expect you to win every year and you don't win Sure, every but year. you don't but see that a lot in, you in pro sports. You, Other you, you guys don't, but opening the, their mouth. The big thing here is that, and I don't want to say like Mike McCarthy is a great coach or even a good coach. I have no idea how this is going to work out. But his reputation took such a big hit because people 
know that Aaron Rodgers is one of the best quarterbacks of his generation. They won one Super Bowl together, and Aaron Rodgers hates his guts. Yeah, and Aaron Rodgers said this guy sucked. And Aaron Rodgers seems like kind of a dickhead. Yeah, and my point being is other players, I guess, felt that, that they could say things because Aaron Rodgers was saying things. Yes. Most situations, the quarterback's not talking. You just wish your next coach well, or you say nothing, and that doesn't allow the rest of the locker room to line up for a soundbite, too. But a lot of guys, like even Jeff Saturday, who spent a year there, like roasted this guy. Like he's like, I've never, I play with Peyton Manning. I literally just saw a coach call like the same play like three times in seven plays. And sometimes we're watching football. You're just like, just call that same goddamn play. It'll work. But I guess the guys on the field, like you don't do it. So it's, it's, it's not Madden. Yeah, it's, it's a it's real not like Madden, Madden against your 11, yeah. 11 year old cousin. No, you can even against anybody, even against a good Madden player. I'm happy to call that same Why play again. You're slant. not. Yeah. Calling dub bomb and blitz over Flint. and over and over. The tight end over. corner, McNair to Wycheck. Let's run that shit. I used to run one with uh, Rivers and Gates. Oh, you just, know. Just, just the tight end the tight end post over the middle. Open every time. Oh, yeah. A little stick route. Mm. Or if you had Tony G, you could do the, uh, the, the fake in and just complete out for like eight yards every time. And he was fast enough. He could get up. I haven't played Madden in years. If you have Lamar Jackson in Madden, do you just run for 80 yards every time? Like that year that, that year that Vic was on? Oh, My favorite amazing. offense was the year that I had Gannon and Rice and Brown on the Raiders. And you could just go like 16-0 every year because that offense was unstoppable. Tim only plays on rookie mode in Madden. That's not true. He told me he was the best Madden player like he'd, he'd ever seen. Like when I had first met Tim, we went and played yeah. Madden. And uh, I beat him by over 80 points. Uh, and he kicked a field goal. Who kicks the fucking? Who's punting and kicking field goals in Madden? Yeah, I play Madden. I, would. I play Madden the way real life football gets played. You use the I whole play, play clock? Like what do you? you yeah, do? I do. I take my time <laughs> so to decide triggered. which way I want to run. To, fo- to follow up from the theme from yesterday, this is why no one likes you. <laughs> punting in Madden. You like, milk the clock? Yeah, you milk, milk oh, yeah. the clock on you. Oh, yeah, just horrendous to oh, play. That is, that's a party foul. This from the this guy is so good at video games that when we were playing Mario Party, he refused to buy the star from Toad because quote he thought it was a trick. And then I chose to have a coin party, and Butts had had it all wrapped up, but I had the last pl- turn. But I decided to have a coin party anyway. We we played like three full games of Mario Party when he visited me in college when I was up here, and. I think he won two mini games out of like the 300 crazy. we played. And the two that he won were the random pick a plunger one. And then he claimed he was real good at that one. I was good at the tracing game. You were not good at the tracing game. And I was you good at the little, mini, and the little mini car races. <laughs> uh, let's keep going. Who do you think ends up being the Cleveland head coach? So here's what I got so far for you. Uh, the Ian Rappaport says, quote, they're keeping an eye on Vikings offensive coordinator, Kevin Stefanski, uh, Tom, I don't know how to pronounce this guy's last name. NFL network doesn't matter. Uh, Jim Schwartz made the Schwartz be with you. God might end up. In... That would be a terrible pick. What's that? That would be a terrible pick. Uh, it also says that giant ex giants coach, Pat Shermer is drawing interest from teams. What about also ex Browns coach? Uh, Jason, Garrett, J- Jason Garrett is available. God, okay. And that's all I got for the moment for potential leads on the uh, Cleveland Browns. Well, who situation. wants a job that they're going to get? Who wants the job that they're going to get fired from in a year? Everyone seems to be uh, up in arms that uh, the Bienemy didn't get the job. Eric, uh, the Chiefs' assistant, and he doesn't seem to seem to be mentioned with the Browns' job. So uh-huh. maybe they'll hire McDaniel's. Him. Could get that job. McDaniels why could, would he want that? Why I, yeah, if, he, he if he didn't want the indie job with Andrew Luck, why would you why want, does he want that? That's a mm. that's a powder keg ready to explode. My gracious, you I wouldn't touch that unless I was someone who was never going to get a head coaching job otherwise. I thought like, this would I, I, Washington might be a better situation. I thought this would have been an excellent spot for Ron Rivera. Oh well, yeah, actually would have been. You you make a good point because he would have brought some discipline and leadership that was desperately needed. He would so why not Jason Garrett? I, I mean, out of those guys, why not Jim Schwartz? Then? 
because Schwartz was a crazy person. <laughs> well, maybe that's what, maybe that's what you need. You have Remember, a you have you have Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, you want to play for that guy? He gets you fired up. You have Baker. You have Odell. You have Landry. You have Jim Jim Schwartz. Be like, I'll kill you if you don't do this, and I mean it. Because Harbaugh Harbaugh won the game and turned sort of the handshake into more of like a, a high five slap and Jim Schwartz was having none of it. No. And then like Harbaugh lifted up his shirt and was like, you want to go? And it's like, no, <laughs> sanity. And Schwartz was there when Sue was doing stuff and did nothing to put a stop to it. Like Schwartz is actually just, he seems like a marvelous defense. Well, isn't Schwartz in Philly still? Yeah. yeah. And didn't he, Clowney. Oh, sorry. That was the other way. Yeah. That, that was he's a bit a of a fine defensive. Shot. He's a fine DC. I would not want him as my head coach. Not of that team. That's not a team he should be in charge of. Would you rather have Jim Schwartz, D.C., or Cinnamon, D.C.? See. God. <laughs> Cinnamon, D.C. I want to try one. Crap. Is there anyone no, out no. there that you can think of who could be good for this job? Hugh Jackson. I Ma- just Marvin think, Lewis. I think division yeah, experience. Lewis. I like it. I think Marvin's Marvin gotten a bad rep. Or Jim Caldwell. Like, that would be a guy I would definitely be okay with. Jim, Ca- Jim Caldwell's heart can't take it. Caldwell or Lewis would be great hires because they're leaders of men with experience. Would be able to put all those prima donnas in their place and say, "Listen, if ODB you want to scream on the sidelines, you can just sit on the bench for the whole game. We're not going to deal with your nonsense." Uh, Baker, if you think you're bigger than the team, enjoy being QB number two. He calls like, him ODB. No one calls him ODB. It's OBJ. Our group of friends always call them ODB, oh. and it just stuck. Fine, fair enough. It's not true. <laughs> it is true. Uh, I think they're in an interesting spot because they just did their like really off wall gamble hire that I think now we're going to see it be like a Garrett or Marvin Lewis. Yeah, I feel like Garrett would be bad. As much as I don't love Marvin Lewis. What about Condi Rice? Condi Rice as coach? Tim would love it. Tim loves Condi Rice. I long said that would be a great hire. You talk about a real leader. Uh, and some statesman and someone with some gravitas. So would she be able to fix Baker? I, I mean, I don't mind the idea of Condoleezza Rice as like team president. Or yeah, something. agreed. 100%. I don't think that you're a head coach of a team agreed. make any sense. Team president. I, for, listen, more than I overly qualified for team president, underqualified for head coach. You think she's so? Too qualified, she's too qualified for anything. She was secretary of state. Yeah, just like your main man, Rex. Sex Rex. <laughs> yeah, what a failure he was. You're just like Trump. Every time Trump yeah. fires someone, they weren't any good anyway. They I hate them. Failure. Tim treats what people who score in the people. Pe- Tim Max- treats people who score in the Jets like Trump does to his cabinet officials once once he lets them go. Tim's upset at how Biden gets disrespected in the polls. He does. He does. He gets terribly disrespected when he's by far the the massive front runner. Tim tells me it's a manufactured race for the media. This it, thing it should be over. He's led since the moment the race began and has never dipped below being the leader, and he's leading in three of the four early states. It'll be over by Super Tuesday unless something crazy happens in the next 30 days. I don't think that he's going to win Iowa or New Hampshire. I think he's going to come in second. Who's well, then that's Iowa. fine because he'll get a ton of delegates and he'll crush in Nevada and South Carolina, and then Super Tuesday and it's over. I think that he will win both. I don't know how well he'll, I mean, he's way ahead in Nevada and he's probably definitely going to win South Carolina. Uh, I, well, Bernie well, could win both Iowa and New, New Hampshire. Hampshire. Buttigieg okay, could win gonna, Iowa. He could potentially win New Hampshire. But on Super Tuesday, the big states, Texas, California. These sure, but not- if, once you get bad mo, Tim, on your side, then it could all be kaput. Yeah. But- and if well, he tells yeah. and if he tells one more story like the pro the difference between biden and trump is trump tells these delusional stories but they're like half funny and biden stories just don't make any sense oh, yeah. trump will say yeah I, I ran into this guy the other day oh, he's a nice guy actually he's a killer you don't want to trust this guy yeah. <laughs> like his story won't go anywhere like biden uh, legit tells abe simpson stories he does but in the end like i said he's been leading since the moment he got in the race He's still leading. He's leading in the big states. You, you know, I, I remember another person. I remember another person who was leading in the polls. And for the first time, Tim said she was going to win. What happened, Tim? She won the primary going away. It wasn't a contest. No, that's not what I'm talking about. Whatever. Good when you, Listen, when I, you ander cursed Hillary Clinton. I'm just saying. I think the race is more manufactured than real. He has been the front runner from the start. He is probably going to win, and he's probably going to win convincingly. Nothing's guaranteed. This is politics. Crazy things can happen. But the case evidence, as someone who spent a lifetime studying this stuff, the case evidence is pretty clear 
that he is the by far uh, favorite to win. Aren't you the political prediction yes. savant here, Pat? No. Yeah, I am. <laughs> I'm the one who wins money betting. Yeah. Yes, not Tim. Yeah, I'm just the political scientist. Yeah, Tim, who has unsuccessfully predicted the past six elections in the U.S. <laughs> Didn't we learn last time that the polls are completely no- completely nonsense? Yeah, polls just are from fake like news. major cities and stuff like that. So you get a a widely democratic uh, vote yeah, but on them less, anyway. That's, but that's less relevant in the primaries where it's just democratic voters that you're polling, right? Yeah, but the primary polling is also less scientific as well. The sample oh, size is far smaller. It's incredibly hard to pull places like Iowa, uh, particularly because it's a caucus state. Actually, I, 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 well, the caucus would work out differently. I think that Iowa has a significant advantage over something like even polls in South Carolina because so much pressure is put on Iowa that their polls are actually better than the ones it in is, South Carolina. But it's, but it's a caucus state, and caucuses are notoriously difficult to figure out. I mean, uh, you look at the last couple of Iowa caucuses, you've seen some big upsets or surprises because it's hard to figure them out. And Iowa is a weird state. But again, there's four early states. If Biden wins two of four, uh, I think it's over. I think if he wins one of the first two, then it's going to be tough to catch Oh, if he wins Iowa, it's over on Iowa. It's over Iowa caucus night, I think. I mean, people will be, the money will dry up. That's what people have to remember. You look at these polls, what people don't appreciate is that when the the money dries up, it doesn't matter that you're at 21% in California. When the money's gone, you're gone. Uh, and that will happen to some people, uh, like new money. Uh, well, the, well, the biggest, the person who needs to watch out for that, the person who has the most staked on Iowa is the people who are giving uh, giving Biden all the money are also giving Buttigieg all the money. So yeah, if, if he, he doesn't, doesn't win, win Iowa, Iowa, he's basically done. Yeah, if he doesn't win Iowa, he probably has enough money to hang around till Super Tuesday, but he's just hanging out to be uh, someone to give a big endorsement to get a cabinet spot. He can't win the nomination. He probably can't win anyway because the demographics are so poor against him right now. But yeah, he must, must, must win Iowa. But Ted Cruz won Iowa and didn't win the nomination. And uh, Mike Huckabee won Iowa and didn't win the nomination. And so people do win Iowa and not win the nomination all the time. Well, before Obama won Iowa in 2008, who won? won? Did Kerry win it in 2004? Yes, he did. And he was like way behind to late in December into January when it was between Howard Dean and Dick Gephardt, and then Kerry sort of ran, ran. Kerry and Edwards actually ran up the middle late and grabbed first and second there. So, so Iowa can be a game changer. Well, it would, it, it, would, it does sound like upsets are more likely to happen in Democratic caucuses than Republican caucuses, at least well, in terms of predicting who would end up being the president. Sort of, like I said, Huckabee was an upset winner. To yeah, a no, not a Democrat. Yeah, no, no, I'm trying to think in the Democratic primaries. Hillary and, and Bernie were, were tied last time, but Bernie was surprising to be that close. So yeah, I mean, things can happen. Obviously, it's a more activist base, uh, farther left base that tend to vote in the Iowa caucus. So Iowa is a very strange state where it's a purple state, but it still is. Mo- it leans red, like the president is like very likely to carry it in the general, but not necessarily. It could still turn blue. Uh, but the people who are in the blue side, like the state is split, but the camps are very divergent. There's not a lot of whole whole lot of people in the middle. You know well, what I mean? Well, I, I'd just be curious to know in the last time a contested Iowa caucus for the Democrats didn't result in that person not winning the nomination. Well, I know Clinton didn't win it in 92. So that would be it then. That would, that, that would be it. Yeah. Uh, Cause yeah, I believe Al Gore carried it over Bill Bradley. Did you see that uh, Lincoln Chafee might run as an independent or a libertarian sure. in every party now? <laughs> it's not, not working out. He keeps getting elected. Yeah. He's... Well, from Rhode Island, people know him. So but no. <laughs> he's one of the three people who live in Rhode Island. Uh, I would uh, highly recommend if people are looking for, I mean, obviously 538 is really good, uh, but my guy Evan uh, does good work over at leantossup.ca uh, on all of the elections. He, they just finished off the big one on the British election. So it's really the running simulations, taking polling from different spaces, trying to really phase out the noise. Uh, and their predictions have been fairly accurate. So I go check out what they got going on. Yeah, those boys do good work. Jeff. We talked and we teased this Tim story. Oh, yes. So how was it explained to you exactly? Sorry. Well, my intro to the story was it was just prefaced as Tim had some hot takes on headphones. And that he was having oh, I forgot about that part of headphone it. issues. And that led into this whole rabbit hole of all these other uh, myriad of issues that involved him um like he can't even make appointments at the apple store 
<laughs> He's a mess sometimes. So, Tim, first of all, your stance against AirPods. I wear AirPods. I have the uh, Bose wireless, which are top-notch, and the AirPods just don't fit my ears. I guess the new ones actually, like, form-fit your ears, but I had to give up on Apple uh, headphones. I need like headphones, but I can't buy AirPods. Why? I'll lose them. I, I'll lose them. I've had mine for two years now. I haven't lost them yet. I mine lose... have a tracker on them, too. I have an app on my phone that can track them. I lose headphones, even these ones with cords. Okay. Well, Tim, why do you hate AirPods so much? They're so pretentious. Oh, look at me. I can listen to my music or on the treadmill without a cord attached to my my phone or my device. And do you think do you think I, do you think that's something that is pretentious because the main reason that I yeah. have wireless headphones is so I can go to the gym and not have to fuck around with a cord, no, which I always end up pulling out of my phone whenever I'm trying to do anything. Well, be more careful. No, no, that's dumb. Plus, you have to charge them. That is incredibly annoying that you it's have not. to make sure your earphones are charged before you can use them. It's like another, just like you, just what a person needs in life is another thing that needs to be charged. We have enough technology in our lives, enough devices in our lives that we need to make sure are charged up. The last thing you need is to add to that burden. And yeah, just they're, they're lame. And I too would lose them immediately. So, if I were so you're mad because you're not responsible enough to own things. I would lose them too. So for all those reasons, they were a fad. They're weird. How are they a no fad? They, you, you could have said this, I don't know, two years ago when they first came onto the scene. They're, they're here now. I, I don't understand why anyone would ever have wired in headphones. Like Paul is currently wearing wired in headphones so we can get you know, giant headphones to make sure that the sound is all right for this show. But like, even when you see people go, you know, when you watch like Sports Center or especially like Canadian Sports Center and more specifically, not Sports Center, the other channel, Rogers, and you see like the losers they bring on, be like, oh, here's Pete Hockey Guy from Arizona. He's like wearing oh. wired earphones. It's like, the fuck are you doing? Just make it look cleaner. I like wired earphones. Why do you I, like, what, what is it? Give me a case for I wired. Up with them. I know them. I'm comfortable with them. No, you, a, did, you did not grow up with Apple earphones. You grew up, F anything, with those fucking shitty yellow Sony Walker yeah, like earphones. a piece of foam. Yeah, I was going to say, no, I grew up with the foam ones that you put the little clip over your ear. But nevertheless, I grew up with ones that had a cord attached to the device. You know, what, like do, you know what doesn't evolve and get better? Technology, Jeff. So I'm just going to stick my, like Tim also well, uses a beeper. For people who don't know, Tim was oh out God. there waving like I'm sure as Henry Ford, uh, you know, got that assembly line going. Tim was just like that. The horse and buggy worked for me. No, I, I'm not a complete luddite. I just don't think that. And listen, there's a lot of people who are slapping back against these AirPods who say, you know what? I bought these and I regret buying these, and I will not buy this type of earphones the next time. See, uh, I actually were- don't see that. I just see like renowned praise for them, but I just don't trust myself. And so I, yesterday's news. Like I said, I like the Bose ones better. I like the sound that comes out of them better. They also double as a Bluetooth if you just want to be talking to someone. Uh, you yeah, can get no, calls I on it. They're also wireless? Can, well, I don't, I, yeah, they're also wireless. Um, I have a tomb for them. To I don't mind like, the They keep wire. it charged for like eight hours. It's awesome. You're never using your headphones for like eight straight hours. I, I shouldn't. Yeah, well, you might if you're like going for a long flight or something and you like you have to connect and you have to charge it. That would be incredibly... Annoying. No, pass. Hard pass. Cords. Paul, my phone didn't even come with a with an audio jack. Yeah, your yeah your phone actually doesn't have an audio jack either, Tim. You need to put an extension to put. No, I don't. No, I don't. I use the earphones that came with my iPhone X. Oh man, poor Tim. So his next phone, he's going to be triggered. Yeah. We need to be on the scene filming that. How many times has someone tried to teach you how to how to use the Bluetooth? That is where this all comes yes. into play. This is where the when you heard about the story, now it gets twisted yes. a little bit. So as it turns out, Tim can't figure out how to use the fucking Bluetooth on so his phone. That's why he can't have wireless anything. I don't know what the Bluetooth even is. Really. <laughs> I've heard of Bluetooth this and Bluetooth that. I'm if like if I had to like stake my life on explaining to someone what the Bluetooth was, I don't think I could do it. <laughs> Do you think this might be your problem with wireless headphones? No, no, I'm not afraid of the Bluetooth. I I, I could figure it out, but I just I don't really know what it no, does. You it, like, if you ha- sound- if you haven't figured it out by now, I don't think you're gonna figure it out. It like makes the phone audible in your ears. <laughs> the way I would describe it. 
<laughs> like holding it to your ears, same difference. No, but like it's a way to make non-phones audible to you. If that makes sense. He's no, got... no, this doesn't make this sense. Makes please, absolutely zero sense. Please continue to explain Bluetooth to us, please. No, I'm not going to make a fool of myself. <laughs> I explained that I don't quite understand the Bluetooth. Bluetooth's been like a common technology yes. for like five, six years now, right? More than that, I had wireless headphones. We worked at Fantasy. It was what 2013. Yeah, but like yeah, even in like even in any. Even like a password. Kia would have like a Bluetooth setup. But probably. to log in, you got to remember all your passwords and login IDs. No. I can't ever remember all those. No. So, Tim, can you tell us now what happened to you? Your Diet Coke related accident. On Sunday morning, I was going out to purchase some DCs and some PLs. And as Please I. Please explain got, to the people what PLs are ProLines, which are and, negative EV wagers. So as I was leaving the house, it was snowy and sort of icy and I slipped and fell and my phone was in my hand. And so I braced myself with my hand and I put a crack in it. And so I was annoyed with myself and annoyed that I fell and annoyed I was even going out in bad weather because you should never go out in bad weather. I should know better. But I decided to be a hero and try to go out in the snow. Uh, Word to the wise, stay in when it's snowing. But I got in the car and I looked at my phone and I thought it was just aesthetic because I saw the crack and I was like, oh, whatever. You know, it's annoying that I did this, but I think it'll be fine. And it worked fine for a few minutes. And then I get to where I'm going and I try to open the phone and it's a disaster. Apps are opening and closing all over the place. Uh, my alarm is turning on and turning off and then deleting itself and then turning on. And my email's opening and then it's closing and I can't get control of any of the apps. And I tried everything. I tried to, you know, I tried closing it. I tried turning it on, turning it off. I tried yelling at it. I tried everything <laughs> I could. I could not get it to work. Like I tried yelling at Siri. Then I mean, I yelled, I yelled at it. I said, hey, you- Siri. Turn this off, and, and Siri like wouldn't answer me correctly. You yell, you yelled at your best friend Siri. So then I asked Siri to turn my phone off, and I because I the, the top half of the touchscreen wasn't working correctly. Siri wouldn't turn my phone off. She just kept saying, "Oh no, you can just go to the power off screen and then slide it across." And I kept telling her, "Siri, I can't do that. <laughs> my screen is broken. Could you turn my phone off for me?" And Siri just kept coming back with the same response over and over and over again. I kept trying to explain to her that that's what my problem was because I can't be the first person to have this problem. Anyway, I was annoyed. I realized, okay, this phone is screwed. So I decided. Hold on. Why were you walking outside with your phone in your hand? Why was it in your hand? I was just leaving the house. I fell in the driveway. Were you. Oh, so. You weren't buying the Diet Coke or the ProLines. I was on my way, and I did buy them because I drove to the store and bought it. But I was walking in the driveway towards my car where I fell. Well, that on leaves, my way to go. That, that gives me two questions. One, were you checking your menchies when you were walking out? It doesn't matter what I was doing. <laughs> two, how were you able to pay for your ProLine cigarettes and Diet Coke if you couldn't use Apple Pay from your phone? Believe it or not. I don't know what Apple Pay is. I don't know how to use the Apple Pay. I have a credit card. I have a debit card. I have cash. I have a wallet, like a real person. So anyway, so I got to the store, bought what I needed, uh, was real annoyed, came back. Uh, and then when I got home, I got on my computer and I said, okay, I need to figure out the phone number for the Apple store to give them a call to set up an appointment. So I call the phone number for the local Apple store and a person answers, but it's not a person. It's one of those AI voices that like recognizes sentences. So I was terrified. I was like, no, no, no. They're not getting a capture of my voice that they could use for some sort of training or quality assurance stuff with some AI that will teach it how to learn and speak better so that a real person doesn't answer my stuff. Like, no, thank you. So I hung the phone up immediately. So you got scared. You got scared by the computer on the other end of the phone. How, how, how do you know it just wasn't some guy with a tracheotomy and you made him feel really bad? No. He was like, come on, Tim. Come into the Apple store. Hold no, on. it says I am a, I am a, I am not a real person, but I am able to understand real if sentences. You, Most so people don't I, believe you're a real person. I feel like if you get in that situation, so often an automated thing, if you hit like zero a couple of times, they'll take yeah. you to the I company. Tried, he doesn't know what the Bluetooth is. You think he's going to figure I, that the fuck out? I tried no. and I tried and I didn't get an answer. So I went over to my place and I got my computer open and I, fa- and I then tried to book an appointment. 
but booking appointments not that easy because it only gives you like one reason for why you want to make the appointment. So then I had to choose other and type a whole long thing about what had happened on my phone. Just book the appointment. Just book the appointment, man. Once you get there, yeah. it'll be fine. You'll explain and it. I book, you, well, everything I you typed, you're going to say to the guy. Well, you didn't need to type anything. They didn't even read it when I got to the appointment. Obviously. Yeah. You should have just put other. Triggered. Paul? Yeah. I mean, I have halfway through asking to answer a question. I was wondering if we could get a screen grab of said email, but I don't know if Tim knows how to do a screen grab. Well, he has to use the Bluetooth, so that might be tough. Yeah, maybe challenging. So I got the email. I got a, I had an appointment. I got there. Of course, it's always busy at the Apple store. So the whole day on Sunday, before, so Sunday I knew if they replace this phone, I'm going to lose everything. And the last time I replaced a phone, I almost lost Twitter forever. So I was real nervous. <laughs> So I was like, okay. Do you not remember what? that? Yeah, but like, what do I have to do to make sure that you can't this lose doesn't an app to forever? Uh, yeah, it I will. It do. will lock you out. Oh. Like you really have I, to petition to get it back, and it might take like months. So I had to then. So I was googling around, and it said there's this thing called the iCloud backup and the computer backup. And so I was looking around trying to figure out how do you do that because like I have a phone, I don't know how to back it up to the cloud. So you can connect it through iTunes, through your like computer, and do it that way. So, so it took me a while to figure out what these things were, but I figured it out. Apparently, my phone was already backing up to the iCloud. I didn't even know that, but it, it ba I backed it up again just to be doubly sure, and I backed it up to my computer. And then the next day on Monday, I took it to the Apple store and had to explain all over what was wrong with my phone. That you, were uh, and you, were, you were checking Twitter while you were walking to your car and slipped on ice? So they replaced it, and... So I was all proud of myself. I was like, well, you can replace it. That's fine. Cause I backed everything up. You know, excited that I'd done the backup. He's like, don't even have to worry about it. We can just click this couple of buttons and like these blue dots that move around, like act as a barcode. The new phone just takes a photo of these moving dots. And then you click some like magic buttons on each phone. And like the phones just transfer over all the data from one phone to the other, like magic. And it was terrifying and annoying because I wasted a lot of time doing all these backups and I didn't need to. Well, so, everything they, what they took was all the information off the iCloud. Maybe. I haven't the slightest clue. Well, they, I, I'm sorry. I give you a reason, but you're willing to say, no, it was the magic blue buttons. But while I was there, there we were, somebody was teaching a class on how to use Apple stuff to people who were there. And I was well, like, I mean, I should have signed up for that. You don't need to sign up for it because you just sound like the most incompetent and inept person in the world. And as it turned out, no matter what you did to lose everything that you had, it was impossible for you to lose it. In the end, I got my phone and thank God for Apple Care because it saved me a ton of money. And uh, that was my story. Lesson learned. The, the real lesson of this is don't go outside when it snows. I, this literally sounds like my grandfather tried to get his phone fixed. I, well, the whole reason he was going to lose Twitter the last time is because he went and changed his number for whatever reason. Oh my so God. when they send you the verification, you do it through your phone numbers. Yeah. We didn't have the phone number anymore. So then it became the problem. Tim, you weren't changing your number. What would have been the difference? I didn't know. I didn't know what you did. You went, you went through this process no more than eight months ago, walked us through it. And we told you what the problem was going to be. Then you went to the phone company to get your number changed back. So you could log onto the Twitters as you call it. And then got your number changed again. Once you had already done that, you know what the process is. I wasn't sure if when you're switching the same phone to same phone, whether you could save all your data, whether you'd back up to what it was when you got, I didn't, I just didn't know. And I wasn't, I wasn't happy and I was confused and I just wanted to get this over with. Uh, anyway, all's well that ends well. I got a, and then I bought one of those big cases with like the leather covering for it. So this will never happen again. A good cover. I listen, I think a good cover for a phone is something like mine is rock solid. Yeah. Oh, I dropped, anything to yeah. that. I dropped no, mine. And a I've ton. learned my lesson. I've learned my, I just had a flimsy sort of plastic rubbery cover. Uh, they didn't even cover the front and like, I've learned my lesson. I will never make that mistake again. But uh, that was my day. I don't know if anybody finds that story interesting, but that was my day. Like Jeff oh, said, I think people are going to like that story. That's too. a good story, too. People will yeah, like your stories, one. I don't know how to put this, but you have this quality of simultaneously being both the best and the worst. And that is a winning quality. I guess. Thank you. But, this like, here we are, like, like Bluetooth is so p 
passe at this point. Yeah, you t- still can't even explain or know what it is. It's what, weird. What, what is happening is like when I get into Tim's car, what he has is a tape that goes into the tape player that he plugs into his discman <laughs> to play music. Stop, I hope you're, no. you're joking. The cool thing I have in my car is one of those wood bead seat covers now. Those are life changers. That was the best Christmas gift I, I ever got. I say this lit. He does oh, have yeah. one of those. Tim picked me up at Christmas time, and there it was yeah. in the car. Something Just my like gran- he's a New York cab driver. Something my grandfather would use as he would drive from Toronto to Florida. I didn't even know they made those anymore. Neither did I. I was so excited to get one. How'd you but even I, had to, I had to put it in and assemble it, and I, that was not the easiest thing to do. It's but a fucking to, thing of beads. What do you mean beads? assemble it? Then you probably what? strap it around the back? No, but you got to figure out how to lift the headrest. This fucking guy, like, put in a car seat, pal. Car seats are actually pretty easy to put in. I'm sure, but I'm saying, like, hard, probably harder than the bead mat. <laughs> That's, yes, the, probably the bead mat that just goes over <laughs> yeah, the back over of your seat. <laughs> anyway, it's installed. I love it. I'm so happy with it. Did you know there was a guy at, uh, maybe this guy's listening, there's a guy at Tim's work who's afraid to talk to Tim because he knows Tim from this show and now Tim works with him. He's too afraid to talk to Tim. Wait, like he sees, thinks Tim's like a celebrity? Yeah. Or... So how does Tim know this is happening? Tim doesn't know this is happening. I'm telling Tim right now. Because you know someone else who also works, works there, there. Who's told this person who you know that they're like fawning they're, they're like over afraid. Tim. They're like looking at Tim from around the corner. Like, there and he they, is. They really want to go talk to Tim. I'm a man of the people. Come see me. Well, it is kind of weird because, as I've said, like 98% of the times I'm approached in public after like, whoa, it's cool to meet you. The first thing they want to say is like, what's up with Tim? So imagine then seeing him in the flesh. Yeah, I don't know. You, you see this guy in the break room. You're probably like amazed at yeah. how he's doing something. Yeah, I mean, that, that actually sounds like your interaction sound a lot better. Now, most people that I run into, great hang. Usually end up like having a beer with people or having a cig with someone. Uh, but then there are people who are like, hi, you're Pat, right? It's like, yeah, sure. Look at my fantasy team. Help me. <laughs> and, then, and then I just immediately walk away. I don't think those people listen to the show anymore, no. though, because I get very angry about it. It's like, I don't give a shit about my own fantasy team. You think I give a shit about your fantasy team? Please. Bad news. I like when you, like, tease people that you, like, grade their teams, like, in F, the draft F, season. F, and F. They don't get that, like, no. And they get very... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yahoo said I got a B plus. You're wrong. <laughs> yeah. Fuck off. You're only sending me your screenshot so I can give you an A plus and tell you it's real good. And if you're going to be, like, real butthurt that I tell you your team's not good, you got serious fucking problems, I think. Like, Tim S level problems of confusion. And anger at robots who pick up the phone. <laughs> Tim, are you going to be upset when my new house is completely, like, automated? That I can just tell the iPad on the wall or something? And then it will just, yes. like, shut my curtains? Yes, I will find that terrifying. Like the time I saw someone use the Alexa. You were really? Jeff, you were there. Yeah, it's weirdest shit I've ever seen. Him freaking out yeah. or using Alexa? No, him freaking out to Alexa. Paul, have you, Tim, have you ever seen like a robotic vacuum cleaner? A, a Roomba? Yeah, I have seen one Roomba. We had a friend who owned a Roomba uh, years ago. Yeah, it was 10 years ago. That he, actually, yeah. more than that now, 11 years ago. Yeah, that, but that was the only one I've ever seen. Did it scare you then? But I follow those robots on Twitter at like Cambridge in Massachusetts, the ones that they're making that are like super robots. And it's terrifying. It seems like they, you could. Use a pet robot to help you. Honestly, I'm afraid of robots. I'm afraid of robots. They scare me. Why? Because I just uh, fear a robot apocalypse or something. Like when the robots can overpower people. He literally couldn't speak to the Apple computer. Nope, wouldn't. As soon as I realized it was like like an algorithm, AI, I was like, no, I got worried and I hung up. Worried about what? Can't wait till we're really, Tim will be just off the map. But he can't be because he's too inept at doing things. Like, Tim would be the perfect sort of, like, libertarian, buy 40 acres, live in the middle of it in, like, a hut, and be completely disconnected. How would he check his menchies? He he wouldn't be able to eat. (laughs) He'd just sit there and die. No, he'd buy, like, a 12-year supply of Michelinas. No, he can't eat those. Not keto-friendly. Well, we'll see what nature says in the future. Do you think it would be safe or unsafe if I brought Tim hunting with me next time I go home? I'd like to go hunting. 
I do you think it, that's safe for me? I think it'd be safe. I think if anything, be extra cautious. Yeah, I think I'd be a pretty good marksman. You have a family, Pat. <laughs> yeah, I do. I used to shoot a BB gun when I was young. I was quite good at it. Have you ever shot a real gun? Uh, no, I have not. So it, I, 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 have, can, I can assure you, Tim, it's not like shooting a BB gun. I, I bet it isn't. But I have a deep respect for guns and an interest in them, and I, I'd like to go hunting. He watches American Cable News. That's his interest. Yeah, he's guns. big on Fox <laughs> News, so he loves guns. I would feel like my worry would like we would have to bring you to the range first to get you acclimated with like shooting a rifle. I mean, sure. Like if we're gonna go deer hunting or anything like that, like yeah, at least like you're a big dude, so you have the stance. Like you're not gonna get the blowback, but if your stance is you're not the most coordinated guy in the world, so that would worry me. But if you don't have the proper stance and you don't have it fucking put in. You yeah, might, listen, you might fall back. To... You might fall backwards and shoot me, and I don't know if I'm prepared to do that. No, listen, I'm willing to learn. I'm a I'm a receptive student. I'm willing to figure out what needs to be done. For the comedy of this show, if Tim Dick Cheney'd me, then it'd probably be a big laugh. But <laughs> would, yeah, would you then apologize to me on the show for me for having been shot in the face by me? I can assure you, no. And we wouldn't be using <laughs> buckshot either because we'd be out deer hunting, not like pheasant hunting. No, deer hunting. Although duck hunting looks like it would be fun as well. I don't know if my dad's dog, my dad is like, he always raised springers for like pheasant hunting. You'd send them into the bush, pop them up, boom, like duck hunt, basically. Um, I don't know, duck hunt. I don't know. I feel like duck hunting, you gotta go like down by, like where I'm from, you gotta go like down by the ocean, like the marshlands. I feel like people really frown on hunting these days too. But deer hunting would be fun too. I'd like to learn. Deer hunting is just more of like a drinking experience because very little. Well, I saw a movie. I saw. I saw a movie once. <laughs> All right, that'll do it. I don't think we, I mean, Brad and I will do a separate show then. We're going to talk Gonzaga about. going to win the national championship. What's that? Gonzaga is going to win the national championship. Okay. Uh, actually, Brad and I are going to talk about the integration of gambling and fantasy into broadcasting of sports. Like the telecasts of the game? Telecast or studio pre- shows. He's got a lot of ideas about this. He's told me some of them. I'm interested to hear about it. So I'd like to see what he has to say. Because you and I talk about this stuff all the time as it pertains to golf. My biggest question for him is going to be, I think golf makes the most intuitive sense to have it ingrained of any sport, weirdly enough. Like, would I want to watch a football broadcast with someone like me or you on the broadcast? I would feel no. like the answer is no. I'd rather Buck. I'd rather Chris and Al. Yeah, I would. I think, I think tennis would be a great sport for it. Maybe. So maybe it's like. Do you want to know something? A little old secret. Okay. Way back in the day. Is it about the iTunes and backing up my iCloud? No, but way back in the day, for a trial for the CFL. I know blasphemy. Gabe and Cam did an audio, a radio broadcast for a game unofficially for the league that was like their hijinks and their gambling see, talk see, that, that, that was a side broadcast. See, I think that's the move, and this is what I want to get into with him. Like, it and was, I think they had Danny McManus in the booth, and it was just a... Sh- a was it hilarious? Hilarious, but too much of a fucking shit show that the league... First down, St. Peter. <laughs> <laughs> that was his best impression. <laughs> it was yeah you do a good cam <laughs> i i think it would need to be a second screen experience like it can't be obviously like the main broadcast of the game but if you have espn2 or you have the nbc peacock app for sunday night if you don't want to listen i mean for monday night it would actually work the best like you don't want to listen to booger and like you go over it's not it's hangout time maybe like, it would be Gabe. Let's, let's use Gabe and Cam as an example. Me and you, or the three of us. It's basically, you're like, you're just watching the game with us. Yeah. I think it would need to be that, but that can never actually be the broadcast. But we like have bets pet on pet the pet game. Pet it's pet a far show. less formal exchange. Yeah, we we're sitting there, like, freaking out yeah. the entire time. And we That's not a penalty. Tim's yeah. complaining about cheating. We're not talking about, we didn't get a coaches meeting on Saturday. It would be a lot like our live cut sweat show. Yeah. Yes, that we exactly. Do, do but I'm match. saying, we didn't get, like, the announcers that are doing the game on the real yeah, channel. prepped. They got to they got to meet with the quarterback and the coach like last night in the hotel. We we're we don't get any of that access. We're just doing Yeah, it'd be like if you want to get stoned and watch a second screen experience and like feel like you're hanging out with your pals but there's no one around. The barstool guys kind of do that for big games. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I was watching the end of the Titans the Titans Patriots game watching 
Portnoy kind of live streaming himself. Okay. Because that like reminded me of like how I would be watching like a chart. Like, yeah. Okay. So there's so obviously there's a market for yeah. this. Okay. Well, yeah. I'll talk more about this with Brad. Some of the ideas that he's got going on. I think the worst mistake that he could make, and I'll bring this up to him, is if they took it like really like they got two guys to talk about like ga- the gambling broadcast of the NFL, and they were super fucking serious. I think that would well, just, yeah. that would be no. You need you, like you a need, Cam you Stewart. Need, you need like, like yeah. even a Tim yeah, t- who's yeah. like freaking out about very trivial and like things. self or you. And do you need self-deprecating like people? You cannot have that sub broadcast be taking itself too seriously. Yeah, I agree. All right, that'll do it on the Pat Mayo Experience. Jeff Feinberg, follow him on Twitter at G Feinberg seventeen. Also on Twitter, you know who you can follow? Tim Undergust. Tim Undergust. That is not my name. But it is your Twitter handle. You can follow me at the PME on the Twitter box, the Bluetooths, the Apple stores, and everywhere in between. Tim, did you go to the Roku store over Christmas? I did not. Did you get a Roku TV over Christmas? I did, and I have no idea how to use that functionality of it. All I know oh is my like a TV. <laughs> we got to go to the Roku store and ask. You were good enough to go to the Apple store. You can't go to the Roku store as well? I just use it like a TV, like a normal TV. That's all I know. Follow Paul on Twitter at Paul Shag. You can subscribe to the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast. And if you do that and you rate the show five stars, leave your DraftKings handle and something you like about the show, you'll be in a draw for 100 DraftKings dollars. You want to get into a draw for 20 DraftKings dollars, smash the like for the episode, leave your DraftKings handle in the comment section, and tell me your favorite hire so far amongst the NFL head coaches or who you think should be hired as the next Cleveland Browns coach, or at least the most likely to be hired as the next Cleveland Brown coach. That'll do it for me. I'm Pat Mayo. The listener's league link is in the description of the video and podcast. I'll see you next time. Oh, we're good to go whenever, right? Let's do this. Dude. Yeah. You, you, you sort of had me. Um... Yeah. yeah. Restricted. You okay? Yeah. What is it? You can tell me. Yeah, he's a restricted free agent. I <laughs> I thought it was something like more serious than that. You're going to give him angina. <laughs> so you're just going to pay Austin Eckler what you would have paid Melvin Gordon this year? We're just, he's going to get raised up the ass, but he made nothing. So yeah, just because you make nothing doesn't mean you don't want, you know, just you don't compare yourself to what you previously no, made I understand with your next that, contract. But remember, he's earned the paycheck. Exactly. Tom, Tom's got to throw to somebody. Tom's got to throw to somebody. So it might as well be Eckler. Shut up. Jameis has got to throw to somebody. Maybe. Yeah, might as well be Edelman. And then Brady's going to go to Tampa. If Brady leaves, Mariota is going to be the quarterback. You know? In England. Really? That's oh, just, please, that's my guess. Yeah. please, please let that be true. You, you know who they need. Who's a free agent? Philip Rivers? Ryan, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Just get him on the team. <laughs> He'd be so good in that offense. Just doing crazy stuff. Belichick could be having an aneurysm on the sidelines. All right, let's do this. I. Experience!